0: We apologize for the little bit of an extended break, but the holidays were here and we decided to kind of revamp and and make sure what we're doing is working the best way possible so that we can bring you the best experience for those of you who bless us with the 60 minutes of your time that we're going to take up. We've got another fantastic guest, as always. I'm not going to dive too much into who she is and what she does. I'm gonna let her handle that herself. But I'm gonna give you a brief background. She is the author of a book with yet another title that I absolutely love, Be a Boss and Fire That Bitch. Um, she has been put on a list of 20 mindful thought leaders for 2021. She is one of 11 female entrepreneurs that everyone will know in 2021. And she is the host of the influential CEO podcast with today's guest, Stacy Rask. Stacy, thank you so much for joining me today. I really look forward to getting to know you and and hearing some of the brilliance that you're going to bring to the table for us
1: oh thank you so much for having me join you and it's so exciting to get to be the first one in the new year <laughs> That's, oh, that's awesome.
0: officially number one this year we only took uh, what do we take 15th today's the 15th mom's birthday happy birthday mom uh, <laughs> so you are officially the first guest of the year um stacy and i connected again through the wonderful world of social media and mutual mm-hmm. connections uh, our our first ever guest tom keenan uh, and Stacy have a connection. And through the wonderful world of social media, I saw some stuff she was doing. She commented on a few things in some of the mutual groups that we're in. Um, social media is the greatest leverage point in the world for people to build relationships and make connections. And that's what this is all about. So, Stacey, I thank you, A, for even acknowledging my my comments in in the group, uh, but then taking the time to actually spend a few minutes with me and then agreeing to do the show. So, Welcome.
1: Oh, thank you. You are so welcome. And, you know, it's just it's one of those things where I'm the same way. Like social media is amazing. It has allowed me to connect with this phenomenal worldwide network. And I do take the time. I'm all about organic reach and really building those relationships with people. It's funny how, you know, I will personally send a private message to somebody who, you know, they friend requested me and then they're like laughing because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm getting all this. I was like, "Mm, it's a little cynical, (laughs) you know, that you're just automatically shutting it down, that it's not someone actually who cares because there's so many people automating it for business. and."
0: And and that's what I that's what I love about the network of people that I that I'm growing with. Uh, and I, I don't mean that I'm growing it, but the, just the network that's growing as a result of me doing this. I preached to everybody. If if you send a message to any of my companies or to me, you are always going to get a response from me. Uh, and I am authentically me. Before we went on camera, you, you even asked, hey, language, are we OK? And I was going to drop the F-bomb in that comment. But I'm like, no, just let it fly <laughs> because it, it has to come. Naturally. Uh, And, and it's amazing how like-minded people seem to connect when you do what people like you and I do is, hey, someone sends you that message. They took three seconds of their life to, to engage, connect, ask a question. It's, it's an, it's a moral and ethical obligation, in my opinion, to at least respond to it. Even if the answer is, I don't want to talk to you, be who Mm -hmm. you are, you know? So, uh, you know, and, and that's why I'm never shocked when people answer. But I'm always pleasantly surprised because it shows that I'm surrounding myself with like-minded people, and I and I truly appreciate that. So let's dive into uh, the Stacy Rask story. Your website is phenomenal. There is a ton of information in there, and anytime I see anytime I see a confident woman using the phrase "badass biker chick" on their website, <laughs> uh, I've got to dig a little bit deeper because it shows listen, it takes all kinds, and and I think you're amongst that world of all kinds. So let's dive a little bit into who you are. Tell me, who is Stacy? What does she do professionally? Um, how does she bring value to the world? And what is she looking for in return for it?
1: Oh, yes. Juicy, juicy goodness. Okay, so I am, like you mentioned, best-selling author, speaker, Iraq War veteran, badass biker chick, um, perhaps most of my time spent as leadership mentor and soulful success coach for visionary founders and CEOs. Um, I love helping those visionary leaders. You know these founders, these CEOs, these entrepreneurs shatter the invisible ceiling to become the revolutionary leaders they're called to be elevating their legacy of impact while enjoying the ride right Very because tough. like I see so many people you know whether they're breaking the six-figure mark seven-figure mark wherever they're at it's just so much in that hustle hard work paradigm and they're just not having the fun and the freedom that most people are inspired um and to to create when they go into entrepreneurship and that they really truly deeply desire
0: I love the fact that you use the glass ceiling reference, not just for women that you use it for people, anybody who wants to break through that glass ceiling, because I think it's one of those phrases and and I don't ever listen. I try to be as respectful as I can of everybody and anybody. It's just who I am. Um, But when I saw when I first saw the phrase glass ceiling, I did dig a little bit deeper and I was excited when we talked because you didn't talk about just being there for women. You're there for people who are bigger thinkers, uh, who have a bigger vision and a bigger purpose. And it it really connected with me. It was one of the first things that really said to me, I, I've got to reach out to her. Um, so I, I love the fact that it's all-encompassing and that you do have a target avatar, as I, I like to tell people all the time. You know, we, we know who our target audience is, but it's not like you're keeping other people out. It's, it's their choice, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting too, because it, it yeah, it, it doesn't apply to just women. And and also the invisible ceiling is far beyond money or income.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is this invisible limit we place on ourselves and it's very subconscious, but it's the amount of really abundance we allow ourselves to experience. So we have this limit, this ceiling on the amount of love, joy, connection, peace, pleasure, fun, income, you know, success that we allow ourselves to have. And it's such old stuff and so subconscious that we don't even realize that that is driving so much of what we do, especially with the highest performing, super successful people you know, they still hit those limits. And the symptoms can look like maxed out on time, maxed out on energy, you know, or you're just so busy working all the time, there's an imbalance where there's not enough left for you to do the things you need to do for you or to take the day off or have the fun, or to nurture the relationship with your partner or your family. You know, it's it's you see you see a lot of it in that imbalance. And what it really blew my mind leaning into my own trauma and addiction recovery journey over the last six years is discovering how old this stuff is, you know, and I'm one of these lead by example people. So I'm constantly leaning into my own, my own stuff. Like how can I learn how to be more in my power, in my truth, in my confident, confidence to be that influential leader? You know, how can I live it, do it, be it in order to then be that guide for others to do the same?
0: I love and to, so it's, to be the guiding light and to be somebody worth following and paying attention
1: yeah. to. Yeah. And everything's lead by example. That's why it's the same thing, right? Like that, if somebody messages me, I'm messaging them that back, you know, I mean, there's certain things that, yeah, I have my assistant help with, of course, but when the conversation gets started, then it's like, oh, yeah, it's me, you know, it's me, and then there's a lot of times where it's literally me directly (laughs) messaging people, and people are always surprised that they can get access, you know, and so I truly hope that, like, I can keep that aspect available for people.
0: And and I love love that. It's like when people talk to me about the real estate company, you know, I own, yes, I own a real estate company. And when we rebranded, what kind of name could we come up with? And we tried to come up with all these kitschy phrases and nothing resonated. Uh, And one day I sat down with a guy who I've done coaching work with and he says, well, what ultimately, what is the company about? And I said, I'm here to build success for other people, whether it be the agents, whether it be our clients who are buying and or selling a home. I said, but at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. And if things go wrong, the way I've always operated that make, that drives me is when things go well, celebrate those who made it happen. I'm here to be a support staff for them. But when things go wrong, I want all the blame to fall on me. And that's why when we thought about it, we said, okay, if things are going to go bad, there's only one name I want people looking for. And it's the name who's on the shingle on the door. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here to be a support staff, to be a protector, uh, and to be an asset to our agents and our clients. Um, and accept that accountability and responsibility. And it, it, works, it works for me. It does, I don't expect it to work for everyone else. And I'm not saying that it's wrong for other people to do those things. It's just what's right for me right now. Um, I want to dive into something. I heard a lot of things you said uh, during your, your last couple sentences. Is it more about self-awareness or limiting beliefs in your eyes?
1: Well, awareness is huge. Awareness is huge, right? Like that is the first step in our journey to be better, right? The transformation, you know, when, for those of us who really lean into personal development, professional development, we've got to have that awareness. That's really like 80% of the work. And then the rest the remaining 20% is where we're digging into tools Belief reprogramming skills like boundaries, creating balance, things like that. You know, I mean, whoever you work with a coach, a mentor, whatever, right? Because that's where we do the practical tools and the actual changes and the healing modalities, whatever it is. But the awareness is huge. But what's funny is most people don't realize that they think of beliefs as being the root of the problem, and it's not the limiting beliefs are the symptom. Those are the results of these deeper things, this programming, these stories, these experiences that we have growing up. Anything that causes us to learn to reject some aspect of ourselves, push something that is authentically us away, you know, anytime we learn to start, you know, building that wall, that internal wall, that protects the real raw truth of who we are that vulnerable emotional us from the world you know because we've been hurt we've been rejected you know we've been abandoned like traumas happen you know whatever the case may be we, we learn let's... to like move something to the side and so we inadvertently are rejecting part of ourselves and we wear the mask
0: as as you were talking, I'm sitting and I and I wrote the question, why do so many people struggle with self-awareness? As so, I love the headspace stuff. You can put me into I was not a good student. I was I'm a professional college dropout, still have no credits to my name. It's a it's a badge of honor to me. Um, but I love learning. And I always said if I were to go back to school and be a student, it would be marketing and psychology because that's what I've learned the most of in the world of real estate. And so I, I always love the head stuff space. You know, Maxwell Maltz and, and things like that really get me excited. I'm weird like that. But I'm I, listening to you, and I, I really wanted to ask the question specifically, and I know you touched on it, but I'm going to ask you to kind of repeat it. Why, as someone who does what you do, why do you truly believe that so many people struggle with self-awareness?
1: It's a habit of avoiding ourselves. It's as simple as that. The highest performing people, and I always put it in the context of my story, and every one of my clients is a mirror of this story, but it was spending a lifetime focusing on all of these external conditions. So it was achievement was how I learned how to feel loved, and that's where I got external validation for me to feel good enough because I never learned how to create my own enoughness as a kid. So it was all through validation, through, you know, achievement, performance, grades, whatever it may be. So external focus. Then that achiever, external focus starts becoming, you know, we start grow up and we are engaging in relationships. Well, then some of us have the people pleaser problem. Because again, we need some of these external things. So we are always focusing outward than those of us who value or, or have this sense of enoughness or worthiness through the amount of action that we do. Again, very externally focused. Everyone's so busy focusing on everything outside of themselves. And, and the, at the root, this comes from this deep need for control. That's a big symptom of this deep inner wall is a lot of these control issues, you know, the perfection, the procrastination, expectation, dishonesty, judgment especially judgment of ourselves and our others. Hello, inner critic (laughs) wrote a whole book about it, but the, because we're so busy focusing on everything else, we're never stopping to really get to know ourselves. The biggest relationship that we have is the one with ourselves. And it's the one we are most inclined to ignore. And the more achiever energy, the more performance based, the more results focused we are, the more we're focused on everything outside of ourselves. And, and for those of us who can, you know, burn in the candles at both ends or always in hustle, go, busyness, whatever it is, we actually fill our time in order to avoid being with ourselves. And that is why we so many people deeply struggle with self-awareness, but they see all the stuff that's going on internally in everybody else. Hence the projection. Well, you're doing this. Well, I see you doing this, right? Like we can see it in everybody else. And the mirror is right there. It's
0: Really. I, I love, I love going deep. I just mm-hmm. get lost in it. Sometimes because <laughs> I get immersed in it because the thought really dives in. And I, Listen, I'm, I'm here trying to put together a show to, to help other people, but like I've preached hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of times, anytime you get to put me up on a stage, the most lucky person in the room is me, not because I'm on a stage, but because I get to learn from the people around me. And I, I truly appreciate the path that you just went down, um,
1: Oh, I can't have a conversation with somebody and not go deep. <laughs> and, and
0: I got a feeling we could do this for probably twelve hours if time permitted, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to over overstretch.
1: Oh, did um, you just pitch a, an idea for a retreat or a workshop day? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they that's not, not a bit. listen. you've got a program coming up. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about a little bit. I want to give you, I want to give you the time to pitch because I think there are people out there who can benefit from it. Uh, and it, it sounds like a brilliant idea. And I i love the ecosystem that you're in. Um, let's, let's continue down the path that you were just on. As someone who's done this professionally and had the experiences that you've had, how do you feel? people what do you think? Because I, I don't believe work-life balance is a 50-50 thing you know, listen, we spend a third of our life sleeping, a third of our life at work. We're not going to spend the other third of our life just working on ourselves because we've got family and everything else. Uh, And we've got all those outside forces that that are are reaching out to us. Um, We're we're not going to get eight hours a day to work on me or eight hours a day to work on family. So how do you Give me some thoughts as to what you think balance should be, or, or we could also touch on how do you get to know yourself better? Because I think that's important is understanding yourself is what will help you develop a balance, not 50, 50
1: balance. No, absolutely. You are so spot on. It is not a 50, 50 thing. I mean, it's, it's the same thing in any relationship that you're in, you know, uh, everybody's like, yeah, marriage is 50, 50. It's like, no, it's a hundred, hundred. Or it is, yeah. Or it is whatever your hundred percent is at that time. And I think there's a lot of expectation we place on ourselves that our hundred has to be a full hundred. Sometimes I just had surgery. My hundred percent was like twenty five because I was giving myself permission to rest and recover. That's awesome. And that was okay. And on top of that, my hubs was willing to, you know, step up be helpful. Not that I required a ton, but I had to communicate with him and say, Hey, I see where my old habits are creeping up that I'm feeling some guilt around not doing these chores around the house that are, you know, quote unquote, that I've taken on as my responsibility. And I'm like, I, I really need you to be on it a little more just to help give me some peace and ease so I can help keep myself in check. And he was willing to step up because I was willing to communicate with him. And we do not give ourselves that same grace when it comes to the relationship with ourselves. And so in order to create balance in our lives... Balance is going to look different for everyone, but the foundation of balance comes from this deep relationship with yourself, and that's where it starts. We have got to be willing to create space for ourselves and our lives because everything else is dependent upon it. I love doing a graphic that is very similar to Maslow's hierarchy of needs because I'm a big nerd. I love to learn. <laughs> I mean, I was a chemist in my former life, you know. And uh, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I do it as a, a hierarchy of alignment in business. And the foundation, whether you're talking business. Whether you're talking family, whether you're talking, you know, the goal at the top of the pyramid is just joy or peace or ease. It doesn't matter what the steps are along the way. But at the base, the foundation of that pyramid is always you, which means you are taking up the greatest amount of space in that pyramid. You're the foundation upon which all of it is built and requires an equal investment of time, energy, attention, emotion. So you're the foundation. You need to spend more time with you. And then all the rest of the balance becomes easy.
0: And I think it's about giving yourself permission, you know, because, again, it doesn't have to be the majority of your time focused on you. Mm -mm. Uh, You know, I I took up meditation about two years ago. I got out of it for a while because I let myself get distracted. Uh, and now I'm supposed to do it 14 times a week, twice a day. And I find myself in those days and it's 20, it's 22 minutes of my life twice a day. It really isn't a lot of time, uh, but I find those days where I get to do it the second time. I feel so much better. And even if I forget to do it one day and I reflect back, I can look back and kind of journal in my head saying there were differences that weren't positive. They may not be negative, but they weren't positive and, and finding that, that, Finding that balance, you know, I look at and say that 44 minutes a day makes me so much more valuable to the people that I choose to spend my time with my family, my children, my coworkers, my staff, my, you know, my business partners, everybody, um, you know, the community who, who, who gives me their time to listen to what I do, um, And I really think it's important. And I love the fact that you talk about Maslow because, again, I I referenced Maxwell malls before and I listened to hierarchy needs and all these things kind of get me all jazzed up. Uh, But these are things that I think people should pay attention to. And and even if it's just something you reference from time to time to say, hey, stop and look in the mirror and say, I, I, I joke, I have the world's worst boss. He's a jackass. He's the guy who's looking at me every morning when I brush my teeth. But that's my self-effacing humor, which I've, I've also learned I do as a defense mechanism and mm-hmm. brought to my attention a couple of times in the last few weeks. And I'm aware of it. And right before I said that, I caught myself and I said, no, but this is it's relevant to do it this way. You know, you, you've got you've got to give yourself permission as the boss of you. you know, I've got kids you always hear the line. You're not the boss of me. Well, you know what? Today, I am the boss of me. And you've got to accept that as as not only a resp- an obligation, but a responsibility towards the people around you. Um, and I think more people need to spend a few minutes kind of just being a little bit more introspective and say, what can I do to make my day better? Not worry about what's the schedule say and who am I giving my time up to uh, or, or what? Because a lot of people trade their time for money. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily the right way to go about it for anybody. It's what's going to be fulfilling to you.
1: And it is amazing how many people are truly, deeply lacking fulfillment. Yep. And the only way to create fulfillment is from within. And it's it's from that relationship with yourself. And, and most people are always so like, I'm not fulfilled in my job and I'm not fulfilled in my marriage and I'm not fulfilled in this and that. And I'm like, well, what's the common denominator, dude? Yep. <laughs> it's our, the choice and the mindset and the relationship that we have with ourselves. You know, that is the relationship that we have with everything. It's our relationship with time, our relationship with money, our relationship with any other resource. They're all relationships. The relationship you have with your business,
0: the yep. relationship
1: you have with your partner, your kids, any of that stuff. You've got to have a good relationship with you first.
0: It was, so I was, I was, and I still am. I I love Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. And I love all of his writings. I think he's one of the greatest authors of of this this, this era. Um, But I got, I think I had an unhealthy obsession with what's my why for the longest time. Because I looked out and I said, well, my why has got to be serving this and serving that and doing something bigger. And one day I just woke up and I said, you know what, enough of this stuff. My why is very simple. I've got to find fulfillment for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: because when I do that, I can be of so much more value to other people, to other causes, to other situations, to the, to the world in general. Um, and, and fulfillment is probably the most is, is without a doubt the lowest common denominator in my life because everything I do is for that reason. And like I've said to, to my family, I'm, there's, if I'm not, I've got to take better care of myself because if I can't take care of me, I can't be around to take care of you. Um, you know, I, I say to my dad all the time, you're worth, you're worth a hell of a lot more to me alive than you ever would be dead, no matter how much you were worth. Uh, and that's the fulfillment for me is how can we spend better quality time coming up with better solutions to improve things for those who want to have them improved. Or be of benefit to people who need the benefit, and understanding that not everybody wants to get better, and not everybody needs the benefit. I can't force my will upon someone else. Um,
1: <laughs> Control issues.
0: <laughs> and I, trust me, I've, I've got them. But I'm. But I've, I've learned to have more and more mm-hmm. self awareness to say, don't force that down someone else's throat. You know, we, we look at look at the real estate company, and if we were to say, okay, our goal is to do thousand transactions this year and I can get a hundred agents to come work with us. Well, do the math, but some agents are only going to want to do four or five deals and some are going to want to do 300. You can't, you can't take that square peg and shave the corners and say, it's a round peg to put in the round hole anymore because it's just not right. You've got to find the right peg to put in the right hole.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and alleviating that expectation. Cause like that's that. really Yeah. The, the, that's that hidden, control issue for so many people are these expectations and attachments that we have to other people, to outcomes, to, you know, ourselves. And, you know, you said that so beautifully is like just being in that place where you can be an observer of yourself to learn, but doing it without judgment, you know, and that's how we're able to give ourselves permission to go big, right? Because it's building that relationship of like, okay, you know, and it's scary to go step into the uncharted waters, because most of us are pros at failing. Mm-hmm. We are not afraid of failure. We are afraid of success. Who will I be? What will happen? You know, if I actually give myself permission to be and do and have all that I desire. If I am being that highest version of myself, stepping fully into my power, my truth, being that influential leader, impacting the world as I'm called to be in whatever capacity, because everyone's calling is different, fully embodying my power, my purpose, my pleasure, my prosperity, that is the unknown. Those are the uncharted waters. And that is the sabotage most people end up undermining themselves because they don't realize it's the fear of success. They can hustle themselves into success all day long, but it's when they get what they want and that expands their capacity—you know, far beyond their capacity of what they're giving themselves permission to uh, allow themselves to have. You know, a lot of us know it is the upper limit. <laughs> you know, yep. in, in the big leap, when you go outside that, that's when we sabotage after our success and the, the most high performers are pros at sabotaging after success. Cause they really didn't give themselves permission. They just buckled in, did the steps, did the work, did the hustle, but didn't address the other components to, within themselves of like, Oh, okay.
0: It's that mountain that's on the other side of the mountain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'm, I'm so happy you brought up the fear of success because so many people talk about the fear of failure, In, again, in your experience, what percentage of people do you honestly believe have more of a fear of success than failure?
1: A hundred percent.
0: Okay. Everyone's
1: root, root fear truly is that fear of the unknown, which is the success. Because the fear of success brushes up against the deepest inner worthiness wounds, the subconscious programming that's creating the beliefs of not worthy, good enough, or deserving of what I desire.
0: That's awesome. We could wrap right there and, and probably,
1: <laughs> Boom, probably, <mic> drop. <laughs>
0: probably just sit here for the next 30, 40 minutes, easily staring at the wall, saying, Wow, how do I take all of that and narrow it down to something that could become actionable? Mm-hmm. Which I wow, that was actually a really good segue. Watch this. So, that being said, you've got a program coming up that launches on Monday. And you still got a few open spots in it and i am not one of these people who takes people and l- lets them blow smoke up people's asses mm-hmm. you said there's a certain amount of seats i was looking at your website the other day there are still a decent amount of handful of seats available mm-hmm. and you're going to cap it um so let's talk about that program because i i value and appreciate the time that you're giving me so much that i want to give you an opportunity to to not even cheap plug, go massively push what you're doing. And let's see if we can get a few more people to join you because I think there is huge value in what you're
1: working on. Thank you so much. Yeah. I was like, it's not even a shameless plug. If anybody liked what we shared already, like, Oh, this is epic value. If If I get a week with you, are you kidding?
0: If you've (laughs) made it this far, (laughs) pay close attention and then just follow Stacy's instructions.
1: Exactly. So I am hosting the influential alpha leadership and success workshop it I actually did the intro kind of foundation training today. So if you hop in anytime this weekend, you can catch up on that replay. But we officially kick off with the three core trainings of this workshop on Monday. And it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, you know, I'm one of those people I'm like, look, I, I am very thoughtful with how I choose my time. I'm not going to fill this with a bunch of stuff. This is no fluff, no BS. And this is deep dive.
0: Mm-hmm. The,
1: the people who come in are like, how are you giving this away for free? You just changed my life. This is insane. You know, the people who come in are like, wow. Because we do so much of that first 80%, that deep dive awareness around my three core pillars of my influential leadership formula, which I'll explain in a second. Um, So what does it mean to be influential, first of all, before we get into all of that? And it's really, as I was leaning into understanding the elevation of leadership, You know, I'm kind of going back to my military training and my experience in the army and then kind of this evolution as an entrepreneur. It was really about stepping into being the CEO of my business, being the CEO of my life. And as I whittled it down, I was like, I got to be the CEO of myself to be able to do this. And that is this influential leadership of leading by example, by having this epic relationship with myself. In order to lead others, because I am called to do big, epic shit in the world. I'm like, I'm here to lead a fucking revolution. I know that. And I've got to be that version of myself. And that is exactly what I teach in the workshop, in my programs, working with these epic, visionary founders and CEOs who are like, yep, that's me here to do big shit too. You know, <laughs> big, epic shit. So the. Core, the root word of influence is actually in flow, to be in flow, which is just amazing. And it's really leading with that ease and that flow. And because I work with so many people who are like myself, who really are the quintessential alpha personality, Mm -hmm. the type A, you know, if you've ever been called intimidating, you know what I'm talking about. They don't always identify as alpha. But when you're called to lead a revolution and create an impact, you've got to be that alpha leader for your business, your brand, your message, your mission, whether you identify as that or not, you've got to step into that level of power and confidence within yourself. And so it's about being in flow and being that leader with that power and confidence, but having this beautiful balance with the empathy and the flow and the trust and the surrender which many people know is that balance of our internal masculine and feminine energy, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's got it, not related to gender, the beauty of like yin and yang, right? we got balance. We're all talking about balance. That's the energetics of success. And so all of that comes into play, but it really is about being influential as a leader. And so to do that, to step into being that version, that highest version you're called to be, we've got to work through the three pillars, which are the beliefs, the boundaries, and the balance. A lot of what we talked about today, naturally, right?
0: Coincidence.
1: (laughs) Right? Not a coincidence at all. (laughs) So through the workshop, each of the trainings will go through what that means. So the beliefs is where I really dig into shattering the invisible ceiling. And we look at all the different layers um, beneath the beliefs that are creating This stuff, right? This fear of success, this story we tell ourselves that we're not good enough, worthy or deserving. And I see the most successful people out there, it usually shows up as imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. That's the big one, right? Then we get into the boundaries, which boundaries are a skill set. It is hundred percent taught by our family of origin, which is super cool because we can learn something new, but boundaries are this beautiful skill in which we can start to nurture this amazing relationship with ourselves. Because most people teach boundaries and are like, yeah, your relationships with others. And it's like, no, boundaries are about your relationship with you. And every one of those other relationships is just a reflection of that. And so it's all about the boundaries you have with yourself, because that's how you show up and manage your time, your energy, your effort, how you talk to yourself, you know, where you, what what you're responsible for, what you're not responsible for. So we break down the practicals around boundaries and create some massive shifts there. I like to say boundaries are where you learn how to self-parent your inner child.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, I like
1: that. Yeah. It's self-parenting your inner child because your inner child is our amazing, beautiful, powerful inner rebel energy, which is a good thing. We need to give that time and space to fly the fun, the freedom. We also have to have the structure. We've got to be the parent to ourselves, too. So, you know, we've got to have both sides. Balance. (laughs) Very,
0: very very interesting take on it. I, I really like that. Keep going. Mm hmm.
1: Awesome. Thank you. And then the last piece, like you said, the balance, you know, we kind of segue, you know, chatted about that already, right? It's balancing our time, our energy, balancing the energetics of success, where we are able to empower our inner masculine to move away from control and into creating this internal safety and really shining our confidence and our strength in that way. And the structure and the consistency, you know, all the things that I hear a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially entrepreneurs struggle with, oh, I'm, I'm good, I know what I want, I'm just not always consistent, right? Like, yep. that's a lot of that masculine energy. So we shift out of the control into this beautiful internal safety, consistency, confidence. And then the same thing, we're empowering our inner feminine energy to be in this place of trust. Right? Because we've got to trust ourselves, trust our team to do what we ask them to do, trust our clients, trust our mentors, really trust our the people we're in relationship with. You know, we've got to have more trust. We've got to have surrender, which is just letting go of all the shit that doesn't serve you. Like let it go. If it's not yours, don't worry about it. Like letting go and releasing. This is some of that surrender is releasing all this baggage we hold on to. Right. Like so many of us harbor this emotional baggage like it's a badge of honor. And it's like, let that shit go. That <laughs> is just stopping you from what you desire. You know, we got to surrender and let that stuff go and release it in order to make room for letting in all the epic things we want, you know, and it create and it's all that baggage is what keeps that wall up. So, it stops the powerful, authentic, amazing, vulnerable you from coming through and really stepping up and creating the impact you're called to make. So, we gotta let a lot of that go. You know, there's a lot of that empathy aspect as well, right? We can have the power and confidence, but the empathy and sensitivity blend it together. You have an influential leader. It's amazing. And so we really break down all of that stuff. And practically, I mean, people have an exact thing by the end of the week, exact things to work on. To be like, oh, okay, here's one thing I can do to nurture the energy that I I desire to embody more of. You know, wow, okay, I just uncovered every single one of my stories that's getting in the way and creating this crazy imposter syndrome. Whether I'm going in to close a multi-million dollar deal or, you know, close the sale, um, you know, f- with my first client. But it's the same thing.
0: Corey's, Corey's been scro- scrolling it along the screen for those of you who are watching. But for those of you who are listening, uh, Stacey, give us a little, give us uh, an idea where we can learn, where people can learn more about it.
1: Absolutely, the easiest way to find the workshop. I'm doing this as a limited time uh, event as a community on Facebook, and it is if you do the Bitly link. It's Bitly slash Influential. There you so, go. Yep, or the Facebook group. Yeah, Influential Workshop. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if it's Facebook.com/groups/slash Influential Workshop, or just Bitly. Slash Influential,
0: you, you, you get some great insight. Check, check out Stacy's website as well, Stacy Rask, R A S K E dot com. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: Rasky, Rasky. I apologize I
1: apologize. We didn't chat uh, about that
0: part. You know, <laughs> shame on shame on me. One of the first things I ask people, so I do I do apologize. It, you know, it's tough when you got a name as complex as Miller. It's hard to mispronounce it. So I think that's
1: why I married someone with a generic na- last name like Martin.
0: There you go. Easily Rasky's is
1: right. <laughs> my maiden name. I just made it my middle name when I got married because gotcha. like, I'm not dropping that. That's awesome. The building and branding.
0: You <laughs> and there's a lot of stories behind that name. Own every one of them. That's you mm-hmm. know. Listen, it's one of the, it's one of the things that I'm that I'm really learning to appreciate about you. Let's dive back into the business mindset a little bit. I've got two questions I jotted down uh, earlier today that I was thinking about that I wanted to run by you, and I don't know which order to ask them in. So I'm going to. I'm going to start with this one. Your clients, the people who follow along, the people who hire you, what's the victory that they're most likely to achieve?
1: Mm. <laughs> it is like most people, they they start working with me with one idea in mind. Usually, you know, these are close to six figure, multi six figure, seven figure, some of them and above, you know, sometimes they're just starting out, but they're like, Nope, I got to go big. And I'm ready to just allow that to happen quickly. But then most of the time they come in and they're like, yeah, you know, I've got the inconsistent sales or, you know, I just, I want to leverage my time better. You know, it's, it's, they're maxed out on time, energy, and usually they want more, more, more money. Right, like that's the front end stuff, like yep. and those are the easy fixes.
0: Well, that's how that's how we typically define business and success. Yes,
1: so. exactly. Of course. And well, I want more time. Too. I want more energy, and you know, I want to right. hit un- my number. Un- I want to hit my number. Unlimited,
0: unlimited income and all yeah. the time in the world to enjoy it.
1: But there's a dark side to that. But yes,
0: there that. is. There's, there's a, a dark side outside.
1: to more time and energy, <laughs> and more time and freedom. Yep. But what they don't realize they're going to get. Is the joy and the pleasure and the deeply connecting with their partner, having more sex, having more fun, feeling good in their body, having deeper connections and conversations with their kids, having more ease and flow, not being reactive anymore. It is building this deep relationship with themselves, profoundly releasing trauma, belief systems, programs, paradigms within themselves to step more into their power and truth. And they don't even realize the real ROI, right? The real return on investment is they're like, oh, my God, I'm dating my husband again. Oh my God, I have changed nothing in my life but starting this program. And I just weighed myself and I lost all this weight. And I'm like, yeah, you're releasing the emotional burden. You know, it's having this energy, this vitality, this being present in their lives. And all of a sudden they're like, I'm savoring my life. Like everything shifts. And so when people are sending me those messages of like that stuff, and of course, the bank account's going high, right? Because the money's on the other side of all of that joy and that peace and that ease. Like, oh my God, I just took my first day off in two years. It was amazing just laying around and cuddling, <laughs> baking cookies, <laughs> right? Like my, having my, so much fun.
0: Yeah, my daughter turned 12 a couple days ago. Uh, and I looked at my schedule and I said, okay, I'm going to be home to be be there for dinner and do all the family things. And, you know, the wonderful world uh, that we're living in right now, she can't have a birthday party. And at 12, all well, she wants is a birthday party. Um, my wife made the effort, went out, bought all the balloons and the decorations. The house looked fantastic. She did a great job. Um, and I, I found myself at one point in the days leading up to it saying, oh my God, I got all this stuff on work and Tuesdays are normally so busy. And what am I going to, how do I let them down? And, and I came to the decision in a, in a moment. And I said, you know what, screw all of that stuff. And, and it was, I, it was a really interesting feeling. And it w- it was very freeing to say, I'm not going to do all of that. I'm going to put the priority somewhere else because a it's what, my daughter deserves. It's what my wife deserves. But I, I gave myself that permission in the moment to say, it's what I need as well. And sitting around and, you know, I try to live, I've been trying to live a pretty consistent keto lifestyle and it's helping me with my health. Uh, the weight's not disappearing the way that everybody preaches it does, but that's because People are frauds, but I, 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 it works. It works for me. I feel a thousand times better. Mm -hmm. Most of my arthritis is gone. I got all these, all these benefits to it. Other than the weight loss is not melting away. You know, I'm probably never going to be 185 pounds again, but the last time I was, I think it was 11 years old. So, um, (laughs) um, but it, it was such a wonderful feeling to sit down and, and have a conversation at dinner. And my mother-in-law was kind enough to come over and spend spend a couple hours with us and just enjoy that moment and say, Yeah, I run multiple companies. We're making a good living. I'm providing jobs and I'm providing solutions to people. And I feel happy about that. But in the moment, none of that, none of that outside stuff mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and those moments are very challenging for me. You know, I'm that guy who always pushes himself to, you know. M- it's not more, but it's improvement. It's constant mm-hmm. evolution to me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a destination person. I'm a process and a journey person for me. The journey is improving the processes along the way. Um, but I, I kind of had that little bit of an epiphany earlier in the week. And trust me, it was far from perfect in the eyes of my wife and daughter. I, I, I tend to think that, um, they may disagree. They may say it was everything they expected from me. I don't know. Maybe it's a standard and the limiting belief that I'm creating for myself, but, but, in that moment, and it, I, I find it ironic that we're having this conversation now, and, and I just kind of had this experience this week. Mm-hmm. Giving yourself permission to say eh, "fuck it," I'm not going to do that, or I'm going to do this, uh, and make it all about you uh, for a moment is really a it was a it was a great feeling. I I was very happy for them, uh, and in return, that made me happy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: that and that happiness and that joy radiates outward. And it ends up affecting everyone. It ends up prefer- affecting everyone positively and improves everyone's performance. And then it affects the bottom line because everybody's yep. happier and more joyful and everything's se- filled with more ease. And I always talk about this success with ease and effortlessness.
0: That, and that's exactly what it was for me is once I once I said that's the way it's going to be. hmm. I looked back. I did not look back. I had zero regret. It just felt the way that I would have hoped it would have felt. You know, I w- I was happy mm-hmm. and I think I saw that happiness coming from them as well. And I, I hope it did. Um, just, just really good, really good stuff. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for taking me down, down a journey. I appreciate that. Like I said, (laughs) for everybody who's listening, I thank you very much for your time, but this show's all about me. It's how I'm going to keep fixing me so I can do a better job for other people. Mm -hmm. Let's let's start to wrap up a little bit Mm -hmm. and talk about business. Um, because you know, opportunity knocks, we, we, we kind of mapped this show out to say, let's talk about your business successes, but more importantly, your failures, your struggles, what can we share that people can learn from us? Um, In your efforts to build this business that you have now, um, that's growing and evolving, what's been the biggest struggle that you've had in growing the business?
1: Um, The biggest challenge I found myself hitting up against repeatedly was all of this underlying programming, right? So most people reach that point where they're like, oh, my God, I realize nothing's getting in the way of my success but myself. And that was always the same cycle. Now, granted, I was not wise enough in the first few years of my business to realize how much it was really me and all that those bullshit stories getting in the way. And what was really amazing, the most powerful thing I did was finally, you know, step up and be willing to invest in myself, my business and my future. So I finally made that investment in my first business coach, like thoughtfully working together. And it just immediately unlocked everything. It went from, I mean, literally just the energy of committing to it brought in my first five, five K month that when I made that commitment to myself and I didn't even start working with her yet. And then it just catapulted from there. And it was about having support to ensure that I was not getting sucked into my own cycles because we sabotage ourselves in cycles mm-hmm. and especially high-performing people. Cause like you said, we can be visionary. We can be very forward focused, even though we're all about like enjoying the journey, um, you know, and making those tweaks and adjustments along the way. I'm the same way. I'm like, how can I make this more efficient? How can I simplify? How can I streamline? How can I speed this up? You know, like <laughs> always learning, learning, growing, growing. But it was once I had support and I had another set of eyes, another set of wisdom or someone else's wisdom and experience, you know, rather than me constantly making things hard, which I was a pro at doing, that was one of my, my, my catch points was like the story I had playing out was success must be hard. So if something would felt easy, simple, too smooth, something was wrong with it. Because I didn't earn it. I didn't prove my worth of deservability. I didn't hustle hard enough. I didn't do enough. So I was always taking the hard path, making things harder than it needed to be. So having somebody else say like, hey, how can this be easier? Hey, I did the same thing. This is what works. Try this. You know, and being able to speed up because that was the secret sauce to really speeding up, being more efficient, shortening the path between where I was to where I wanted to be and bridging that gap quickly was investing in support, the right support, not courses, but someone who can give you the accountability the guidance and stay on top of things with you to truly support you through the process. And since then I've had no less than one up to four different coaches at any particular time, not just coaches, but like I have my spiritual advisor. I've got this body worker, energy worker, body healer person that I work with. I've got my salesperson, you know, yeah. Different specialties ebbing and flowing at any different time based on what i feel like i need support with
0: now as someone who's running a course next week i don't want to knock that but the i
1: workshop what's well, a workshop it's not okay. a course thank, it comes with for... high level of support through the process you thank do your homework you, so you have my eyes and ears on all the stuff throughout the until the end of the month
0: thank you so much for correcting correcting mm-hmm. me with that but i'd love the distinction you made between not courses actual people mm-hmm. and making them specialists. Listen, I have multiple coaches uh, and and you need to think like that. I've got two different real estate coaches that I work with on a regular basis who are very good at two very different things. I hired a trainer to take care of this overweight body to get it back into the shape that I aspire to be in. Um, You know, I, I do the meditation and I have somebody that I go back to from time to time to say, hey, I'm falling out of it. Help me get back into it. That accountability and it amazes me how many people are willing to throw as somebody who writes courses, not for the sake of selling them, but I, it's, you know, you, you saw Corey before and, and train who's sitting here with me. Part of what we're doing for our media company is putting together those courses. And it's really more a structure, but I, I really do believe the online course world. While so many of them are done with the greatest of intention so many of them are doing so many so much harm to people without anybody even realizing it. Mm-hmm. It's by this, here's the magic pill, here's the silver bullet. At the end of the day, and, and I'm going to start to wrap with this, but at the end of the day, it comes down to that accountability, looking in the mirror, and surrounding yourself with the right people. And I truly appreciate the fact that you distinguish between the two, the courses and the actual coach and or mentor. Um as somebody who enjoyed athletics as a kid, but wasn't the greatest athlete, my coaches that I had still to this day um, are some of the most influential people in my life, and most of them are no longer with us. Um, you know, I, I just lost one of my nearest and dearest uh, um, couple couple months back. Uh, actually, shed a tear over it. My wife caught, caught me, and but the guy had such a huge impact on my mindset. Um, that I never forget the things that coach Flatley said to me, uh, as a 17 going on 18 year old kid. Um, and it sticks to me to this day, years and years later, um, the power of coaching and being open-minded to firing the right coach at the right time or the wrong coach at the wrong time, uh, and being open-minded to, 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 different mindsets, different philosophies, what works for you, and truly understanding how to improve, Um, and I appreciate you, I appreciate you sharing that, and I, I, you know, I'll, I'll wrap my rant on that. Um, (laughs) I, I do think anybody who does anything needs a coach, and sometimes, listen, sometimes that coach is a parent, or a spouse, or a child, uh, or a complete stranger, and, and don't be afraid to invest in yourself by giving other people your hard-earned money uh, and time to improve, uh, because the results are, are absolutely mind-blowing when it does when it does connect.
1: Mm-hmm. When it's the right person, when it's the right mentor, coach, uh, advisor, consultant, whatever the the capacity of the relationship. When it's the right stuff, and I will tell you at least ninety percent of the time, make sure it's in- inward-focused. Mm-hmm. Not where most people go thinking they need the magic strategy, the magic skill, whatever it is. And it's like, no, no, if this internal stuff is not aligned properly, no strategy is going to fix it. That's a bandaid to... A gaping wound, <laughs> you know.
0: I think, I think that's the title of this episode: "is silver bullets, shiny pennies, magic pills." You're in the wrong spot.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. But,
0: but I, Corey, I just made your job a little bit easier this week. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I see you sitting in the shadows here with the thumbs up. Um, but uh, it, but
1: it, it's interesting though, because really, the difference with the courses is is, is those are great, but really. The bigger way you're going to show up for yourself when investing in a coach or a mentor for support, guidance, and accountability is where we are stepping up and saying, okay, I'm ready to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Help. And I,
0: and I, th- I think that's with, with this. If you want to buy a textbook and do it yourself and, and think you can do it yourself, knock yourself out. You're not the person for me. If you're willing to buy the workbook, and I, and I, I very carefully use that word because of the workshop. If you're willing to buy the workbook. And fill in the blanks and put in the work, amazing things can happen. And I know not everybody thinks that way, but I'm only speaking to the segment of the audience that resonates with me because that's who I can have an impact on. So for those of you who doesn't resonate with, I apologize. I apologize for wasting your time, but I truly believe that's the case. Is like you know, life is very much a workbook.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and and, that's, and that's the, another secret, one for
1: the secret to success is Community. We are not designed to do it alone, ever. So being willing to ask for help where we have mentors, guides, coaches to help us, just as much as we have peers for support and connection, and we have people we ourselves are guiding in their own journeys. It's all community.
0: Drop the mic. That's the way to wrap. <sighs> Stacy. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of your community. Thank you so much for opening your arms and 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 giving me your time and becoming part of my community because that is Truly one of the most important things to me is building. It's not about building audience and building followers. It's about building community where we both give and take equally when necessary. And I'm not afraid to give more than, we, than we're asked to. And we're also not afraid to ask for more than we're, we're expected to from time to time. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure spending the last hour with you i truly appreciate uh, all the insight that you gave I, I don't know if you noticed but i was looking down probably two-thirds of the time you were talking because i was scrambling and scribbling you know non it helps me think and remember um if there's you know if there's ever anything we can do to be of value to you and your audience just please feel free to ask i would i would it would be my honor um i appreciate your time any closing comments
1: Uh, Well, just first, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. It was just so beautiful to co-create, right? We just came into it like, well, it'll be what it'll be. Like magic happens, right? Like the magic happens. So, and again, we talked a lot about my upcoming workshop. So if you are an established entrepreneur who is really ready to rock out your 2021, you know you're called to create a massive legacy of impact and you really are ready to step into being that revolutionary leader. If fully embodying your power, purpose, pleasure, and prosperity this year, please head over and request to join the workshop in, and we'll put that in the link, right? It's the bit.ly slash influential or just the Facebook groups at influential workshop. We officially kick off on Monday. We did get started with the prep intro Um Today, everything closes down January 31st, and there's only, we're about half full, and I know there's always going to be people kind of trickling in, so we're right, really right on schedule, so, but I did, this is my second speaking gig today, so who knows how many people have requested to join already, so I might just be down to let's, a few spots. Let's
0: hope that number's growing. Uh, it, it always makes sense to invest in yourself, um, and and Sometimes stepping back and looking and saying maybe this is what's right for me. Um, don't doubt yourself. Give give it a shot. I have I have no financial interest in what happens with this program whatsoever. I just truly enjoy supporting people who are working hard to make a difference for others. Uh, and I and that was the reason why I think Stacy and I connected at the moment that we did. Um, I I hope this thing just blows up for you and has a huge impact on every single person that gets involved. Um, I Like I said, I appreciate your time. I appreciate the badass. And more than anything else, I and I didn't acknowledge it in the beginning, and I do apologize because it's very unlike me. thank you so much for the service that you gave to this country because it's people like you who give us the opportunity to live the lives that we live. Uh, and I'm truly humbled and honored to be in the presence of anybody who's got the nerve to do that. Um, so, so thank you so much for that. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I'm Dean Miller. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. I hope you've got some value out of this. If you enjoyed our show, please connect with me and let me know what we can do to make this bigger and better for you. Uh, Let's spread that message. Let's help other people understand that when opportunity knocks, it can be the greatest opportunity of your life on the other side of that door. Don't be afraid to look for it. Um, Tune in again. We will be back soon. We're going to be pushing more video here. We've got the audio working. We want your feedback and your input. So thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we appreciate it. Have a fantastic day.